welcome to Scaling with Disha, the show that helps online entrepreneurs to scale their business to six figures and beyond without the hustle or the overheads. I'm your host, Disha Waddup, and I'll be here each week to remind you that you can do anything you set your mind to. Hello and welcome to another episode of Scaling with Disha. I am so excited that you are here and thank you, Chris, for joining us. This episode is going to be amazing, I know, because Chris is awesome and she has so many nuggets to share with us. So Chris Ward is the leading authority in building your business by building your team. Chris is the founder of the Win the Hour, Win the Day philosophy. She helps entrepreneurs create their win team, what is next team, using her signature super toolkit as you can get your idea to execution and make your ambitions come alive. Chris has been interviewed by one of the original sharks from Shark Tank, Kevin Harrington, and ABC's The Secret Millionaire. She's been featured on award-winning podcasts, radio, and TV shows. And now you can hear Chris on her own podcast as well, Win the Hour, Win the Day, which I've also been a guest on. So it's a fabulous podcast. You should definitely check it out, where she has engaging conversations with dynamic guests, covering a variety of business topics, so you can get to know your next win now. Hey, Chris, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, I'm pumped to be here, Disha. Thanks. Yay. So tell us a little bit more about you, your story, how you came to start Win the Hour of the Day. Where, where did your philosophy come from? Okay. So I started out as a marketing strategist many years ago. And uh, the first couple of years I was in business, oh boy, boy, oh boy, did I go without sleep. And all reports indicate that I was not that charming of a person. All right. <laughs> so my husband, biggest fan in the whole world. And then you realize, oh, now he's just supporting my business, doing everything. And I'm snapping at people because I haven't slept in months and months. Right. As he used to say, I was constantly stealing from sleep. So one day I realized, you know, this can't go on. I really have to take a look at this. And And so to move the story along, really, I went from 16 hours a day down to six. And that I'm skimming over a lot, but let me just move the story along and tell you that what I really profoundly was shocked about was how much I had been working against myself when I was putting in those crazy long hours. That was to this day still shocking to me. So that turned around. I started to examine, you know, team building feverishly and make all these changes in my life, get it down to six hours a day. It was unbelievably life-changing on so many levels. And, you know, luckily I did because it was a couple of years after that, that my husband had been diagnosed with colon cancer and I had been pulled away from the business for about two years. And when I returned after his passing, my existing clients had no idea of my absence. They just, they didn't, they didn't know. We didn't feel it was good for business. I also, we were very positive in nature. So we felt that if the doctors, you know, were wrong. We sat around for two years crying, holding hands. If they were right, we sat around the last two years crying and holding hands. So it was just something we kept very private. And it really shocked the community that I was in because they just had no idea in my existing clients. So they started to ask me under the capacity of team building and productivity, all this stuff, like, how did I do it? Because again, I also added trips and things for him and, you know, made his life as you know, fruitful as I could while this was all going on uh, and these other, you know, demands. And um, it really kind of snowballed from there because my existing clients started to, you know, get their life back and have real vacations and be home in the evening and not what I call like being a little addict hiding away, trying to answer one more email. Right. And uh, then I just realized, you know what, life has interruptions. So you better have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it. And so I just thought I want to create a movement because again, your business should support your life, not consume it. And I also think business should be fun. 
And so when the hour, when the day was born, I wrote a book and now we've got all different levels of coaching, uh, you know, group coaching, all kinds of fun stuff. And we've got some amazing things coming up in a masterclass in our community. So that's how we're, how it was all born, Disha. That's such an incredible story. I love how you've transitioned. And what, what was it that, did you start with one team member or did you go full out and be like, I'm going to go all in and like <laughs> hire a whole massive amount of people? No, that's an excellent question. That's one of the biggest myths. When I talk about a team, like, a, a, you know, a, well, I call it your what is next team. So you can get to what is next. So, you know, that really uh, taps into a couple of myths and misconceptions. And one is having a VA does not make for a team because you're just taking a pile of work and putting from your desk to theirs. And then it becomes a very parentified model, you know, where, you know, the corporate world is mostly set up like that or like a school teacher thing. You're checking on their work. And that's not a team. That's just moving papers, right? So the what is next team is based on a very different philosophy. And, and one is that we call it the win formula, the 60, 40 rule. So you should be in creation mode 60% of the time and admin mode 40% of the time. Most entrepreneurs are crawling out of the web of admin 80, 90% of the time. That's where they are. And then at night, like I used to do go, Oh, I'll learn this new thing at seven o'clock at night, eight o'clock at night and whatever. Right? So how it all started for me was Many years ago, now I switched virtual long before anybody else. So, you know, I realized, you know, somebody even was five minutes away from my office, I could show them my screen better if I was on Skype and it just saved time and I didn't have to be politely early in case there was parking issues. But when I was doing physical appointments back in the day, I would be sitting in a potential client's office and I would be making all these notes. And of course, you know, I had all these notes because each package was slightly different when you're, you know, a marketing strategist. And I would promise hand to God that when I got back to the office, I would put these notes right in the computer. Well, of course that never happened. Things got busy, things got distracted. And so if I was lucky, what happened was I'd get the notes in that Friday more often than not, it was the next Friday. And if the potential client called, I got to be one of two people. The person that you could hear me scrambling and trying to get my act together, or I might misquote them. And it looked like I was trying to swindle them when it was just that these notes were meant for 20 minutes, not two weeks. So I thought, this is crazy. So at the time, you know, this was pretty revolutionary back then, because we're talking like, you know, eight, nine years ago, maybe 10 now. And I found a transcriptionist. And so what I would do is I'd leave the meeting, sit in the car, look at my notes, and I would just talk into my phone. And it was clear, it was concise, it was informative. You can, of course, talk way more than you can write. I certainly can. <laughs> and uh, so then what would happen is some weeks I would need her for a couple of hours of appointments, and some weeks I needed her for none. But because she was only did this, this was her jam. I don't get it, but she loved doing it, and she was really fast at it. Because she was so efficient, the weeks I needed her for a few hours of meetings, it cost me like 12 bucks. So 12 bucks got me all of Friday afternoon back. And that's how that one little seed, I thought, this is crazy. This, it, it just changed the world is how I saw it. And what I want people to understand is we are really talking about lean but efficient teams that are extremely affordable. I, I love that there's just that one person and that $12 saved you an entire mm. day because yeah. that's crazy. Like, you're going to have a three-day weekend again. 
How or losing a client because I, I just scribbled my notes on my lap. Like, you know, I could be losing a really lucrative account because I look shifty or I made a mistake or I'm scrambling with my notes. So it was so much more powerful than even, even just the time. Yeah. So how do you build out these, these uh, processes and stuff for your VAs or your team members? What does that look like when they come into your business? Yeah, that's a really super great question. So it's probably one of the most common questions we get on our website, www.winthehourwintheday.com. And what happens is, and this happens all the time. I was just speaking to someone last night. Oh my gosh, she's on my podcast, world renowned uh, speaker. She speaks in front of 70,000 people. We were so super excited and lucky to have her on the show. She talks about brain-based learning and how to present, and she's just a phenomenal human being, but she's a high ticket item. And she just lost her admin person, her right-hand person, she called it. So she's really scrambling. I'm like, listen, that's not that's not how a business is set up right now. This is not a marriage where, okay, it dissolved and now you have to reclimatize and rebuild your life. This is a business. And so what I tell people is, look, you should be able on a dime to switch anything. So for example, our first info product, the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs, we in the middle of our first launch ever, our VA who had been with us over seven years for a number of reasons moved on and we hired somebody else and they came in and they were within 80% capacity in one week. Okay. Wow. So, yeah. So what I tell people, what we call them is we call them our super toolkits. Now they're sort of within the family, but not at all the same as far as standard operating procedures, but standard operating procedures are created usually not by the end user. And they're usually created to cover liability. Super toolkits, the way we design, they're really about constantly improving your efficiency. We, we call it the Q program, create, use, edit, and we tweak them all the time. So weekly, daily, like we're always looking at if something takes 12 steps, how can we get it down to eight? How can we be more and more efficient? Because we are always compressing our mundane, repetitive work so we can go to the next creation. And that goes for my team as well. My team needs that creation mode so that they can create. And therefore, if they create, I create, right? Yeah. Um, so here's a quick example. My podcast manager came to me and said, we were all excited with iTunes. We're like, oh my gosh, we're almost to 200 you know, five-star reviews. This is great. And she, in her creation, because she's got moved room to breathe and move in her creation time, she had found this platform. I'll give you the link to after the show. And she was like, oh my gosh, Chris, there's all these uh, uh, reviews on Stitcher that we didn't know about. So we had 900 five-star reviews. Now, just so you all know, I am very flawed human being. So then I was like, oh, but we're so close to a thousand. <laughs> so I went, I went from 200 to 900 and I still wasn't happy. Right. But she, I didn't ask her to go do that. She found that because that's the way it's all set up. Right. Yeah. So it's really constantly about, you know, using the super toolkits and making things really effective. So you can get to what I call, you know, what is next. So, you know, it's, it, there's a, there's a strategy behind it. It's not hard. It's not complicated, but it's really simple. If you know what steps to put in order, it's kind of like, let's say you're making pasta and you know, to warm up the sauce. If somebody doesn't tell you to cook those noodles for two minutes, it's a simple step, but it's going to be a very different dish with that warm sauce over that hard pasta, right? So we, we've worked really hard on this over the years, but it, the results are, are quite profound. 
I'm laughing so hard because there was a uni student that I lived with that actually did that. Just put the the empty pasta in the bowl <laughs> and turn the oven on. Um, it set the fire alarms off and it was a disaster. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. It's not that funny of an example anymore, is it? Yeah, <laughs> it actually happens. Yeah, there are those people yeah. out there. <laughs> um, so, what do you do when you're looking for the staff member? How do you find them, and what does that look like? So that's a great question. So first of all, I would tell you a lot of the people I work with, uh, what will happen is they'll think, oh, I didn't pay enough. So then they go out and they try to get somebody else at a higher rate and a higher rate because it's not working. And what's, what's really not working is your onboarding process. So when we're working with our coaching clients, um, you know, in the different levels of coaching, and we've got this new masterclass coming up where we really have an affordable entry point uh, that you could learn a lot. And in that, we actually like our, in our private coaching, but in our masterclass as well, we, we find and recruit and interview and then bring someone and say, this is what we think is a candidate for you. And you get to meet them and then you get to hire them. So, you know, we've got a really awesome uh, masterclass we're about to open up very affordable. And that's something we can do for you as well as a bonus. When we do that, we have a seven step process, but it's really about, you know, how, you know, how we find and do all those things in the interview process. Now in that, one of the things we use, we call it the pass. P-A-S-S. So for me, I'm always looking at personality over skill set. I'm looking at action. I will ask them something simple, like let's say I'm going to invite them to an interview. I will often, depending on what platform I'm on, I will give them a separate email and say, please respond to me here. Let me know if you'll be attending. Because I want to see how, when they respond. I want to see what they say. I want. I want. There's a lot I can tell by just that response. So I ask them to take an action. Then I ask for, you know, in the interview, tell me a success. Now, how people define their success and how they articulate that is very telling. When somebody tells, so like somebody might say to you, you know, oh my gosh, I'm really proud of myself today. I was driving, this guy cut me off, and usually I honk and, th-, you know, like they tell you this erratic story that they're really proud of themselves, and you think, oh, that's wonderful. I don't think you should be proud of yourself, but okay. So people can really tell a lot by what, you're, what you define as a success and why it's a su- success. And then as well, the the last S, we often have to answer this ourselves, what are your strengths? So personality, action, success, strength. So these are just some of the tools that we use in our seven-step process, but I want you to understand how simple they are, right? This is all really simple stuff, but it's strategic and it's so important Because what I tell people is when you're growing business, you might think, okay, I got one client, I got three, I got five, I got 10, this is going well. But what I want you to understand, Disha, it's kind of like if I have one house plant and I get all excited that it's alive and it's doing well. And then I think I'm going to get a second one. And then I think, you know what, instead of getting a third one, I think I'm going to become a farmer because it's, but the farmer is such a strategic you know, strategy systems have to be in play for that high of a yield. And what happens as, you know, us entrepreneurs is you think that when I go from one client to five to seven, that somehow this infrastructure is just going to fall into play magically, but it's a whole nother career. So people come to me and after, you know, they've been banged around in the privacy of their home office and, and just been doing the climb that everyone tells them they have to grind it out and their knuckles are bloody and they're beating themselves up going, Chris, you know, it's not that I'm not organized. It's not that this or that. I'm like, listen, this is a whole nother career. And people think somehow it just magically falls into place. So I think that's a really big piece that most entrepreneurs don't understand that this is a whole separate beast. And until you understand that, then you're just going around like a crazy person trying to catch up. 
Yeah. When when do you think is a a good time to hire? Like if you when when do you think is the best time to hire if you're building up a business and what what is the time to use all of these strategies? The day before you decide to start your business would be a great time to start. <laughs> and any day after that where you think I'd like to sleep at night, I'd like to have a bigger impact, I'd like to make more money in less time, I'd like to have fun, I'd like to have a business versus being a sufferpreneur, those are the other days you should build it. Most of my clients will tell us that they get 25 hours back a week the first month they work with us. Wow. And here's, yeah, here's the thing. Disha, and please interrupt me whenever you want. I'm so passionate about this. I get crazy. But what people don't understand is I call it the three Ds, damaging overhead, delayed income, diminished opportunity. And so many people think I am saving money by doing this. I'll stay up late. I'll do this myself. Now, whatever you can possibly squeeze out of a client to pay you for your services, let's keep the math simple. If you say, oh, I can sell this little package for a hundred bucks. When you are working on that admin work at five o'clock at night, you are charging your company a hundred bucks. You're out a hundred bucks because if you weren't doing that, you don't know what business you could be bringing in, which we call the delayed income. And then of course the diminished opportunity when somebody says, oh, I wish I'd known because we just hired so-and-so, right? So the amount of money you're losing, putting muscle into this and trying to grind it out yourself is, is unmeasurable really. Yeah. Do you think there's something that you need to have in place before you hire um, when, you're, when you're starting out? Like, is there something that you think, okay, you need to have a system or you need to have something in place before you hire a team member? Or do you think you can just go for it? Well, that's a, a powerful question because what happens for why we do what we do is so many people hire someone and then it doesn't work out because bringing extra people into a chaotic situation does make not make for less chaos. So that also lends itself to, there's a lot of organizations now that will say, oh, we have VAs for you. We vetted them. They're trained. They can type a certain amount of words per minute. And then you bring them in and then, by the way, they cost a lot more than the ones that we can get you for five, six, seven bucks an hour because you're paying for, you know, with us, we're training you and then you get your independence, you move on. With them, you're paying for a contract ongoing for them to provide these VAs. But then that person comes in. But this is the biggest, most, oh, this is crazy. Most people think, oh, that person's going to come in and organize me and manage me. They can't parent you. They're your, you're their boss. They can't say to you the third time this week when you ask them for something stupid or you said you asked them to do one thing on Monday and now a different thing on Tuesday because you're running around like a crazy person. They can't say, okay, enough, stop what you're doing. I'm going to get you. That's not how it goes. So what happens is when more often than not, these fail and then people start saying, oh, I got them off that site. That didn't work. Oh, I did this one. didn't work. And so they start disqualifying. And what I say, chasing the wrong thing. So a big part of what we do is, yes, we help you create your win team, but those super toolkits are unbelievably powerful. And that's what gives us the 90% retention rate. When we find people for our clients, you know, that's the secret. So just adding chaos to you running around and thinking, you know, or another one, I hear this a lot. Oh, I'm going to hire a, a business manager and then they'll fix this for me. Well, what are they going to fix, right? This is your business. We need to set you up with an infrastructure that you can master and grow and breathe and create not, you don't need a parent. If you did, you'd still be at that job. Like that's, you know, you'd be at that yeah. job where you'd somebody telling you what to do. Right. Yeah. 
So what can people listening put into place now to get them ready to start creating their win team? What can they do now? Well, first of all, I guess it's hard to tell you what to do, but I will tell you what not to do. And I think that's just as powerful. Too many people will jump up and say, okay, I want a VA or here's my other favorite. And this will ring your bell, Disha. I want a social media person. I want a social media manager, right? Okay, great. Let's say you're all set up. Let's say you have worked with Disha and you got it going on. You know the ins and outs. You, you, hey, you invested your money well. You know, you've worked with Disha. You know what your strategy is. You've got a plan. You're really going to rock this. And then you say, I'm going to hire a social media manager or, or assistant or whatever. So what are you hiring? Are you hiring somebody to do some graphics, to do some writing, to know the back end stuff, to post the stuff? And, and this, a lot of times people say, oh, yes, I want them to do it all. Well, whoa, a graphic person is completely different than somebody writing copy, which by the way, I don't think they should be writing your copy because your business is still new. It's your voice. There's all these different things. Now, is there a way for that social media person to really, yes, I have a social media manager and she really leverages what we do and you've met her. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out to Kazel, but here, here's some tricks. Like, you know, I found myself like, oh, responding to things, especially when you're launching something, let's say our masterclass, um, you know, our stop working so hard masterclass. People ask questions. I'm typing them out because it's new. I'm even using my thumbs on my phone. I really want to be responsive. But then you start to see pattern of there's only so many different ways I'm going to answer the same question. Right. And so then you look and you go, oh, I've got eight answers. I can give them to Kazel so then she can support me that when these things come up, copy and paste, copy and paste, because it is the same answer on a different day. Like how many times have we all seen, hey, if you could tell yourself something or what would you want to know the first year you're in business? Well, I got that answer. Copy and paste, copy and paste. So when you're really clear with that path, you can have great success. But one of the biggest mistakes people make is they just have this bucket of like nuts and bolts and socks and cake and say, Hey, here you go. Here's a bucket. I want you to be able to do all these things in the bucket. And that's where it blows up. And then you think, Oh, then I need to spend more money or I need to have a business manager. And it just accelerates and you're just burning money and missing opportunity. That's actually one of the reasons that I transitioned from social media management to coaching. Cause I had those people coming to me and being like, I want you to fix my business. I'm like, I can't do that. (laughs) I get, you can't just go, yep, I'm just going to give everything to you and you have to bring in the sales and do all of the magical things. And I'm going to give you no content, no context, nothing, just good luck. Good luck. Yeah. No. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But people ask for that all day long, Deisha. Well, you know that. What am I telling you for? Yeah. 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 So that's really awesome. What else? What else do people not need to do? What do they not need to do? They don't need to go out and hire somebody. When we set you up, when you come work with us, let's say in our masterclass, when we're doing this uh, new monthly program, group coaching stuff, and it's going to be phenomenal because we're going to have hot seat and Q&A and you know, we're going to, as a bonus, because it's new, only because it's new after this, we won't be doing it. We will hire somebody, find somebody, interview for them and introduce you to them and you get the final say. And what, even when we do that, 
we bring on, even for our private coaching, we will find someone for you. And then we help onboard them and do all these things. But part of that process, week one, they might work five hours. If you really need them full-time fast and soon, then week two, they might work 10 hours, but we, it's a gradual thing because you've, you know, we can't have the tail wagging the dog. If they, you throw somebody at you, even if you can afford it full-time, then all of a sudden they're asking for things like, oh, wait, this password works here, but everywhere, but not here. And then you say, oh yeah, right. That's on Tuesdays. Huh? Right. And so now you're running around really filling their needs. And now that's where you get into, oh, well, it was more work because I didn't get my work done. They should enhance and give you freedom, not be another responsibility. So making a simple transition, it's not all or nothing. You don't go from, I don't have anyone to full-time. And even if the goal and is, even if, you, even if you're set up and you've worked with us, we wouldn't throw somebody at you full-time the first week. So that's a big mistake people make. Yeah, awesome. So you've mentioned this masterclass. Tell everybody, how can they get involved in the masterclass? What does that look like? And your amazing group program. Yeah. So really check us out on Facebook, join the community. Uh, the, we've got a, the, win the hour, win the day, we just started a new Facebook group and we're going to be doing uh, a free masterclass, uh, and we'll be doing them every couple weeks. So depending when this airs, I don't want to give out a date, but, uh, it's stop working so hard. That's what I'm all about. And really this, if anything, this really gives you some awesome insights and changes how you see your business. The goal is if you want to work with us in this new coaching program that we're doing, it's going to be phenomenal. Um, we are really throwing some extras in that we won't normally a couple months down the road be like, you know, a one-on-one, uh, actually, sorry, we upped it to a 90 minute strategy call with me. Uh, every month you get a 30 minute, let's get a win call. We're going to do one hire for you train and help you onboard them and stuff. And this is all going to be in a group. And because it's, it's just starting out, you might be in a group with five or 10 people. Whereas a year from now, it's going to be, you know, 50 people. So it's great opportunity. If you get in at the ground floor, you're really going to be spoiled. So yeah, check us out on Facebook. Yes, I love it. I'm excited for the masterclass. I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, so. but for your listeners, if you want a quick hit, we do have free gift from Chris, free gift, G-I-F-T from Chris, K-R-I-S dot com. And on that, we have a bunch of goodies. And one of them is actually the ultimate guide to getting a co-op student in 200 free plus hours. Because we also train people because we've had, you know, I don't know, 40 co-op students and we had four this year. So each one of them come with 200 free hours that they need to get credits for, for school. And it's throughout North America and Europe and all that stuff. So there's ways of even getting some free help. It's not the answer to your immediate problems, but it sure is icing on a cake. Like it's, it's when you're set up, it's a great overflow tool for you, but it's not going to replace a, a win team. Just so you know. Uh, I will drop the links to that free gift sure. down below. That's amazing. Uh, right. So my final quick fire questions for you. Gotcha. So what do you do for fun? I love bike riding. I just bought a house last year where I'm right on this beautiful trail. So I'm very spoiled. So one of my big treats, especially in the summer, I cut out early and I go bike riding every day. So I do love bike riding. Oh, yes. Yeah. That sounds exciting. Um, yeah. And what does freedom look like for you? Freedom means choice to me. Freedom is, you know, freedom, freedom truly is choice. What do I do with my calendar? How do I set it up? I'm not governed or running around crazy, responding to stuff and emails, all this stuff. So really is getting to enjoy what you're doing when you're doing it, instead of running like, you know, hurdles in a marathon, they, Oh my God, I got to run over the next thing. So to me, it's about freedom. 
It's about having the calmness and the clarity and the, the luxury of being in the moment instead of just chasing the clock. But it really is about freedom. It's weekends, evenings off, picking Friday off if you choose. It's freedom of choice. That's a, my massive thing about freedom is taking random days off during the week. Yeah. I'm going to have some fun. Awesome. And the last one, what is one massive, big personal goal that you want to tick off? <sighs> well, massive, big goal. I would tell you, I, <laughs> I, I swore all my life. I was not into gardening at all whatsoever. I thought it to me, it felt like when they put prisoners out in the yard to do yard work. <laughs> But I have this house and I'm in this really small little community. I just, I moved and I don't want to be the embarrassment of the community. And uh, my husband used to deal with the flowers reluctantly because he used to say that anything I set my mind to, I could do. Like he was really so positive about everything about me. So he used to say, well, if you set your mind to gardening, you could do it. I'm like, I have no interest. Um, but I do have a neighbor here and I'm just trying not to be the town embarrassment. So now she came over and she pointed and told me what to do. And, I'm, and she said, I'll come back. So I'm really kind of proud of myself. And I really think like, I'm going to look like a, a grown up person with a garden in front. Like, okay, let me garden. When I said to somebody the other day, I'm gardening. They said, what are you planting? I'm like, okay, I'm using the word wrong. What I mean is I'm cleaning up and making whatever's happening there look good, uh, but don't get crazy looking for vegetables or anything else. I'm just, I'm, I, I'm really excited about my gardening accomplishments. I, I attempted to grow some vegetables last year and I was successful with one singular tomato. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm not, there's a store for that and I will frequent the store, but even just being outside for a couple of hours, by the way, it was way more work than I ever thought. I'm like, how do little old ladies garden? I was like, this is nuts. But anyhow, I mean, I was, it was good exercise, but I was, I was shocked that how, how much grunt work there was, but anyhow. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you so much for all of your nuggets of wisdom. I am so excited to drop this live. The uh, links will be down below and thank you so much for joining us. Disha, thanks for having me. I'm super excited in any opportunity to be in a room where you're shining your bright light because you've got a lot to offer people. So I, I thank you just for spreading the word. And I'm so glad you're doing this podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And I really hope that you genuinely learned something from today's episode. If you found this episode useful, then please hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. I personally read each and every one. Until next time, bye.